Welcome to the Active Knoxville podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to helping you live an active and healthy lifestyle here in Knoxville. We will do this by providing you with practical and evidence-based health and fitness information. My name is Blake Bohannon, and I am a performance physical therapist here in Knoxville. My personal mission is to empower you to take ownership of your health. Along the way, I will interview the top health and fitness professionals in the area who can help you stay healthy, keep moving, and live a fulfilling life. I hope you enjoy the show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Active Knoxville podcast. This is your host, Dr. Blake Bohannon, and I've got with me Crystal Goodman, the clean nutritionist, as you might have seen her on Instagram. How are you doing? Good. How about you? I'm doing great. So we want to hear your story from the beginning, like when you were young, when you first knew that you wanted to go into the health and fitness space and change people's lives. So where did it start for you? All right. So, um, when I was in high school, I was pretty active. Um, I played soccer in middle school and high school and then started, um, through the nutrition or not nutrition, sorry, nursing program at in high school actually to become a CNA. Um, so then I became a CNA and started doing that in a nursing home when I was in high school and I enjoyed taking care of patients and things like that. And then, um, went into college to become a nurse. And then I took my first, um, nutrition class and absolutely loved it. So I thought this is what I really want to do. So I switched my major, started doing nutrition. Um, and I got my, uh, major in nutrition. And then my minor was actually in business because we had to take a bunch of business classes anyways, um, in nutrition. So I was like, might as well. So I got that degree. And then when I got out of college, I started be, I became, um, a manager at Abercrombie kids, uh, for a couple of years and still personal trained on the side at, um, the rush and then into gold's gym did that for almost 10 years while I was a manager at Abercrombie. And then I went from there to Ulta, um, to be a manager there part-time and then slowly built up my clientele at, um, the Russian golds, uh, by just telling one of my managers like, Hey, give me as many clients as you can. I don't care. I'll be here at five in the morning till 8 PM. I don't care what time it is. I want to really learn this. And, and this is what I want to do. I don't want to be a manager forever. So ended up getting enough clients where I could quit that job. So I started doing personal training, um, full-time there did that, like I said, for almost 10 years and then found orange theory. And I really love orange theory. It's here in Knoxville too. And I've been there for almost five years because we opened up almost five years ago and quit gold's gym and then went to Bullman's and started doing personal training there with orange theory as well. And then outside of, um, college, I started to do one-on-one nutrition consultations with people. So I started to do that with them. And then I had clients telling me, you know, I just don't have time to cook. So can you cook me some meals? So I started doing meal prep and that got to be a lot. Um, I had about 20 people that I was cooking for every Sunday. I'd get up at 6am, go to the grocery store, get all the things, you know, prep it, cook it, go deliver it to these people. And it was like meals for their lunches and dinners for the full week. So it was, so how many meals were you cooking on Sunday? Um, I can't even remember. It was way too many. Um, I was, like I said, I was up at you like said it was six. like three a day for five days yeah. a week. For, for 20, 20 people, people. That'd be 300 meals. Yeah. So something around there. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It was a lot. So then I decided, okay, this is probably not what I want. This started to make me not like to really cook either. And I love cooking. So I was like, okay, I want to kind of go back to the consultation part of it. So I started doing those again. And then I decided I want to reach more people. So that's when I've started my um, nutrition subscription that's monthly and it's called Clean Nourish. 
And um, before that, I actually went back and got my nutritional therapy practitioner certification also, which is kind of like a holistic dietitian. It's more bio-individual for people and kind of healing with foods and things rather than medicine. Um, so when I started doing that, that's when I was like, okay, I want to do this personalized program for people that they can do monthly and stay on track. Uh, give them accountability and meal plans that are um, their calories and their macros for their goals that they're trying to achieve, whether it's building muscle or losing weight, you know, strength in the gym, that kind of thing. So that's what I've focused on more now, um, along with my personal training still and coaching at Orange Theory. Wow. That was a lot. So it sounds like you went through this whole evolution where you always knew that you wanted to help people. Yes. Started out, you thought you were going to help old people in a nursing home. Yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome. Old people yeah, are awesome, aren't they? They are. Like, I love them. Yeah. I work with a lot of them at uh, Park West and it's, they're a good time. Mm -hmm. But then you decided you wanted to more impact people's lives in a preventative manner rather than helping them when they're sick. Yes, exactly. Right. So you went through personal training mm -hmm. and then group coaching and now, and then solo nutrition coaching and now like trying to reach more people and have bigger impact with a subscription service too. Yes. Exactly. So let's talk about what you learned along the way. So you personal trained first, right? Yes. So what did that teach you about working with people? It taught me a lot. I've, um, I, I, all I know is everyone's completely different. Um, you know, there's some people that are very introverted that need your help all the time or just don't really talk much and you got to get them to open up and kind of tell you how they feel and what they want, you know, and then there's others that'll come in and tell you exactly what they want. Um, they're more talkative. So personalities are all over and, um, age groups anywhere from like 13 years old to, I had a guy I trained once that was like nineties. Um, so all over the board, uh, just building relationships with each person and making it more personal. So they're more like my family rather than just a client. You know, some of them I've had for over 10 years now. Um, they've just followed me everywhere I've gone, whether it was the rush into golds and then into Bullman's. So, um, I still have some of them today that I train. Thanks. So has there ever been a gap in your personal training or you've just kept it going? No, I've kept it going the whole time. Okay. Yeah. So you, people have just followed you along. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. How many clients were you training when you were at Gold's? Cause I know you said you were working several jobs and you wanted out of them like, cause yeah. you love the personal training, right? Right. So what did it take to build up your schedule at the rush? Mm -hmm. It used to be, and then got bought out by Gold's obviously. Mm -hmm. But when were you like full time there? Um, a couple, I guess, probably five years into it is when I really yeah. got to be full time. Um, and it was like 12 hours every day of training people back oh to my back. Gosh. It was a lot. <laughs> yeah. The fitness industry is a grind. It's really it hard to break into, mm -hmm. but it is all about relationships mm -hmm. and people knowing you and telling their friends about how great you are and all that right. stuff. So that's awesome. So what made you want to start, um, coaching at orange theory instead of personal training full time? So I'm always open to learning new things and I love to kind of, um, just learn something that's completely different from what I'm doing. Um, and actually I forgot this too. I was working at Blackberry farm as a personal trainer up there and teaching classes. And so oh, what's Blackberry farm. Um, it's like a five-star hotel, like bed and breakfast type of place. Um, it's in Wallen, Tennessee, which is about 45 minutes to an hour from here. Oh, okay. Is that like out in the country somewhere? Yeah. It's like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, Wallen just sounds like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's out going towards Townsend. Um, and you get on the road that it's on and you don't think that something this awesome would be there, but you get to the end of the road and you see these white fences and there it is. It's this huge, pretty place that, um, people from all over come and visit and stay and honeymoons and things basically. Yeah. Okay. And you were training there, mm -hmm. personal training and then, uh, teaching fitness group classes. And then also the nutritionist there on staff too. 
Okay, cool. So what'd you do as a nutritionist there? That's pretty cool. I did one-on-one consults, but again, this is like a resort. So people are going and usually wanting to eat and drink rather than right. talk about nutrition. So I know, yeah, it's like how many people get a nutrition consult on vacation? Yeah, not too many, but, um, I also did juicing classes too, to talk about juicing and how it can be beneficial for you. And we would go through a juicing sh- session. Okay. Well, kind of like an experience while you're there. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause I would definitely like to learn things on vacation. That's neat. So they yeah. like went through this whole experience. Like when I go home, I'll be able to juice myself. Yes, exactly. Like know what to put together and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that's when I first started my group training. Cause there was like classes were up to like 10 people at the most. So that's where it started. And then when I went to orange theory to, to try out for that, I was like, Oh my goodness, we can have up to 42 people in a class. You had a to try lot out? of people. Yeah. We uh, trained for go? like a couple of weeks. Um, it was good, but it was tiring because we all had to like practice on each other. So we were all taking classes all day long. Um, oh, okay. Teaching. Do you go to like Orange Theory Corporate when you do that? Or does it happen at the gym you're planning on working at? The gym we plan on working at. And it was a brand new one. So they were just opening it. Oh, okay. And so that's why they brought people in from like uh, corporate to show us all these things. Um, but yeah, then I was like, okay, I don't know if I can do this. There's a lot of people in the class, but now it's like, I could do it in my sleep. I love it. You know, all the people, it just makes it better having all those people in there. The hype gets up and. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love working out in a group. It's so mm-hmm. much better. Like I've, I've tried to do CrossFit by myself before and it just is not the same. Yeah. You gotta exactly. have other people who are like pushing around you. Right. So how do you make those connections? Like in personal training, you talked about how it's all about connections with people and communicating with people and their, you know, communication style and how they want to be pushed, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. How do you do that in an orange theory class when you could have 42 pre COVID, but I'm sure it's not that many right now. Right. Yeah. Now we can have up to 27, but so what we do is we have a board that we put outside and everybody writes their name on the board when they're coming in and they'll put where if they're on treadmill one or rower one or whatever it looks like. And so I'll go out and I'll take a picture of it on my phone so that I have the names of the people and where they're at in the class so that I can call out their name when they're on the treadmill, like cheer them on. And and that's very personal. And I think people really love that. And they, they think they realize like, Oh, she knows my name and she knows who I am. And it helps me remember their name too, when they come later. Um, so it, it builds that personal, uh, touched also there. And still build a relationship with people. Cause you yeah. come every day to the same class probably. Right. So yeah. you start to like know people really well. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's what is so cool about all these boutique fitness gyms is kind of the community they build and you get mm-hmm. to know your coach and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. Who do you think it would benefit more from, coming to a big group class like orange theory or CrossFit or something like that versus people who benefit more from personal training. I think the personal training aspect is more, um, for someone that's probably wanting to maybe get ready for, um, a certain thing, like if it's a bodybuilding maybe show or really just like focus on one certain thing. Um, or if there's someone that might be injured, injured and needs help with like form more, I think that's definitely a personal training session. Obviously you can watch them better. Whereas like in an orange theory class, we still have to be a personal trainer to, to work there. And I feel like we do do a good job of making sure people are, have the correct form, but it is a larger class that we're having to, you know, focus on all these people. So Definitely Orange Theory is more for someone that has kind of already done some things and maybe just want to jump back in or wants to do something that's always different too. That's what I love about it because you don't get bored while you're there because yeah, right. you never know what's coming your way. And I do feel like the community aspect gets uh, is big there and because there's people that 
oh, my friend's coming to this one, so I'm going to go to this one. You know, they kind of work out next to each other and cheer each other on. So I feel like, yeah, if it's somebody that loves that group environment, that's definitely for them. But if they'd rather it be more one-on-one because they might be even nervous to be in a group, personal training is definitely for them. Yeah. I think getting some help, no matter, like having a coach is huge. Yes. No matter who you are, because mm-hmm. just going to the gym and doing whatever, it's just, it's really hard. If you're not fall for one, you need to be following a specific program to mm-hmm. see results. Right. Right. And if you go to a class, you know that that class is on a program and on a track that's progressing a long time. Right. Right. Or like you have a way to keep track of how much better you're doing. And then also just being around other people or having some accountability from a coach makes yeah. a huge difference in your consistency. Mm-hmm. And I feel like nothing yields results more consistency, right? Yes. And so it's so much harder to hold yourself accountable to doing stuff. If you don't have that motivation of seeing all your friends at class every day. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So what, yeah. Do you feel like that's why these boutique box gyms are popping up everywhere and they're so popular? I do. Is I it think the, so, is community sure. the biggest thing or what do you think the biggest thing is? Yeah, I think a lot of it is community because, um, with orange theory in the past, like I said, I've been there for almost five years. We've had like little community, um, like for, uh, LLS or something, we might have a class that's, you know, you come in and you donate money to that. So it's more, again, a community coming together or, um, one of our coaches loves country music and not everybody loves that, but some of the members do. So we'll have like a country class. So it's like, these <laughs> do people they know ahead in, of time? Yeah. Yeah. Don't we'll come tell them. If you hate country. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, we kind of build the community that way. And I think a lot of friendships have been made because of everybody coming together. Um, so I think community is definitely a big one. And then just kind of the variety of the workouts. Again, people just love to come in and be challenged. We have what's called benchmark days too, where it might be like run a mile as fast as you can. And we'll do it again in a couple of months to see if you progress. So that gives them something to kind of track like what you were saying. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Knowing that you're Mm -hmm. getting better. And then when you do crush that benchmark workout, it makes you feel so much better about what you've been doing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Those are really important. In CrossFit, we call them the girls. Have you heard of that? Mm -mm. The girl wads. So they're like the classic CrossFit workouts. Okay. One of them's Fran. So it's like 21, 15, nine, uh, 95 pound thrusters and pull-ups. Oh, wow. And so it's like, how fast can you do that? Yeah. Like 21 of each and then 15 of each and then nine of each. And so like, that's one of the benchmarks, okay. but there's tons of, tons of benchmark workouts in CrossFit. And when they come around, everybody knows what their score is. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can tell if you've gotten better over the past, like, you know, three months or whatever yeah. it was since the last time you did it. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's huge. Having those benchmarks to tell that you're getting better. Mm-hmm. And then everybody needs to be doing that no matter what your programming is. Right. Um, but you do personal training, group training, and then we haven't even talked about your nutrition coaching right? in a long time. We've been talking about your fitness coaching, which it, it sounded like nutrition coaching is the biggest thing that you're into and how you feel like you're going to make the biggest impact on people's lives, right? Yeah, definitely. That's what I'm passionate about for sure. Yeah. So tell me about where you're going with that. So, um, after the meal prep business and all that, and then the one-on-one consults, and like I said, I started to want to, you know, reach a higher quantity of people. So I started the subscription, um, and basically people will sign up and then I give them their calorie macro goals. Um, and I give them accountability every week. So I'll have them start tracking on fitness pal. And even if they're like, I don't really know if I have the time to do all that, I'll say, well, let's try at least a few weeks see how that goes, you know, and if you feel like, again, it's just too much on you and stresses you out, that's fine, but we can still check in in some way. So they'll track all of that and I'll check that once a week and tell them, you know, what they could change and what they're doing good, you know, to kind of keep them accountable. Um, 
and then check their water, how much they're drinking, those kind of things. And then I also hold a Zoom meeting every week too that we get on and I talk about something completely different with nutrition. So they're learning in the process oh, okay. too. Are those Zoom meetings like one-on-one with people or is it the whole group it's of people you're the coaching? Group. Uh-huh. The group, mm-hmm. okay. And if anybody ever wants to do one-on-ones, I always tell them, you know, you're more than um, welcome to ask me when we can do that and we can totally do it. Cause some, yeah. again, some people might not want to talk about certain things with other people on the call, you know? Yeah. So, and are my those emails. just like topical? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So every week, like I said, I do a different topic. That's like, um, one was on like how to, you know, shop the grocery store easier and what to look for. And even though I give them grocery, um, lists every month, they still, some people may not really know the grocery store very well. So I, this kind of helped them learn how to get in and get out, especially if they have a busy schedule. So little okay, topics like, like that. Literally like tactically, like how to go around the grocery store and go to like stay on the freaking outside of the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, <middle> aisles. <laughs> that kind of thing. And also like how to, you know, prioritize your list. Cause sometimes people too will be like, well, I don't really have the time to probably make all of these recipes you've given. And I'll, you know, say like, Hey, we'll take one or two of them, try those the first week, see how you like them. And all the recipes I try to find and, and give them are ones that don't, um, aren't really long or don't have a lot of, uh, ingredients. So it is easy yeah. on people that, don't really like to cook or don't have time. Um, but then some weeks we might just talk about mindset and positivity. And then another week it might be on just carbohydrates or, you know what I mean? So it's always something different to keep them on track and learning all the time. Oh yeah. Cool. So you're actually trying to like teach people about nutrition, not mm-hmm. just have them rely on you. Right. Right. Yeah. And just do exactly what I say. Cause then they don't actually learn anything. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Really cool. So like, is that, nutrition subscription. Do you feel like it's scalable to where you're going to be able to have as many people as sign up to it? Yeah. Or is there going to I'm be a hoping, cap to it? Are you going to like, I'm hoping to be able to do that and maybe uh, start to hire people to help me <laughs> so that okay, when yeah. I reach even more people, you know, I can keep it going and right. keep a lot of these people. Um, some of them I've had the whole time I've started the business, they're still doing it with me. So that's been great. Um, and then some, then it seems like every now and then I'll get some new ones popping up and everything too. Right. And so yeah, I think definitely it could be scalable in the future. So yeah, there's the scalability. You just have to hire people, mm-hmm. which yeah. that's the coolest part of business when you get to provide other people, like you're building the life that you want, right? Right. And impact people's lives and feeling like you're doing something that you really care about. But there's other people that want to do that too, mm-hmm. that want to imp- impact people in that way. And maybe they don't want to spend like 10 years building it because it's really hard in the fitness industry to build something. Definitely. It's, you got to build relationships for forever to Mm -hmm. build stuff up. (laughs) And so maybe some people don't want to build a business and you get to provide that life where they get to impact people's lives in the way that they want and use their expertise in nutrition to help other people. That's really cool. Yeah, definitely. I think that's like, it's all about impact for me. And so like that scaling your impact and then you're impacting your employees' lives and all the people that you get to help and you can just keep expanding that. It's awesome. Yeah, definitely. So that's cool. So is that the, the facet of your nutrition and fitness coaching that you want to see go the farthest? Like that's what you're really focused on. Yeah. And I think, you know, my approach with my nutrition business too, is not like, Hey, let's start this diet this month and do it for only a month. And then you see the results and then go back to how you were living. It's more about, let me help you build a healthy lifestyle that you can take with you forever. And you can either continue with me or you can take what I've taught you and continue to do that on your own and still feel like you're living your life and enjoying the foods that you, you know, initially love and you don't label them good or bad food. You know, right. it's more so about, you to call it a diet. No, no, okay. I always <laughs> call it a, I always call it a regimen usually, or, you know, healthy lifestyle. I hate the word diet. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I don't think we talked about that on this uh, recording. So um, secret 
we are recording this for the second time because I accidentally <laughs> didn't record it the first time. So now I'm like, all right, what do we talk about? So I think in the first one, we talked about diet culture a little bit, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And like how everybody wants that quick fix and diet. Uh huh. And I don't, if we could just like take out the word diet completely. Yeah. Because people just need to change their lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So is there any benefit to dieting, do you think? No, I mean... If, if I wouldn't call it that again, I would okay. I'd use the word more of like making a lifestyle change. Um, because I do feel like, and I've heard many people tell me this, you know, oh, I'm on a diet this week because I'm going to get married in a month or something. Oh, and yeah. it's like restricting their calories to like 500 calories a day and like not eating and then, you know, only drinking water. And then the wedding comes and then I'm just going to eat whatever I want after that. You know, it's yeah, like, right? it's so binge that I just don't like it. You know, it's just too up and down. You yeah. need to find something you can maintain forever. Yeah. I think it's a lot of times it's more harmful than good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like when you have those habits, it creates more bad relationships with food yes. that you just see the poor benefits of like right after mm-hmm. or the consequences rather yeah. than benefits. Yeah. Yeah. So do you coach people? So it sounded like you give people their meal plan, all this stuff. And there's like all this stuff that goes with it. Do you feel like it's too much for people sometime when they first start? Uh, yes. There are some people that will definitely say, Hey, you know, I love what you've given me, but it just seems like a lot of work right at first to change all these things. And that's when I start to tell them, well, this is why we're going to start with small changes first. So it might just be increase your water intake for the week or even just start tracking it. Cause some people I'll ask them, you think you drink enough water? And they'll be like, Oh yeah, I drink one water bottle a day or something. And it like a small yeah, water right? bottle, not even a big one. And I'm like, well, that's definitely not enough. Um, so I'll say, let's just track it and see, you know, how much you're already drinking and how much you might need to increase it. So something as simple as just increasing your water intake is going to a make you feel a ton better. You're going to have more energy because um, most of the time you might be dehydrated and not even realize it. Um, and then B, it's probably going to make you feel fuller than you would have if you didn't drink water. Because I think sometimes we might be hungry, you know, quote unquote hungry, but really it's just we're thirsty. We need water first, and then okay, do I still feel hungry? Okay, I do. So I'm going to eat. You know, yeah. I think I'm just bored a lot yeah. of times. I'm like, oh, I yeah. need a snack, but I yeah. could probably just drink water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that like the lowest hanging fruit you think there is? Just drink more water. Oh, for Most sure. Most people are underhydrated. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the next lowest hanging fruit? Um, I would say a lot of people don't get enough vegetables. Oh yeah, that is easy. So like yeah. addition or subtraction by addition, right? Mm-hmm. So just like little habits, like hey, if you just all I want you to do is eat this much vegetables. Do you ever do that with people? Oh yeah, definitely. That's another thing I try to explain is because people think when they get on a not diet, but a regimen that they, um, have to take things out, but really you don't even need to take anything out. It might be just, you need to add something in, you know? So that's when I'll say, add the vegetables in to that meal or add more fiber or add a healthy fat, something that's going to help you feel full longer. Yeah. Um, cause maybe they're just eating oatmeal by itself, for instance, for breakfast or something. Well, that's just a carbohydrate, you know? Yeah. There's some fiber, but more than likely if we eat it and then maybe even go work out, we're probably going to be pretty hungry quickly. So adding some things in to make it more balanced is another one that sometimes we just talk about that even. Yeah. And it's not that things won't come out, but they'll come out naturally and you don't have to think about it. Mm -hmm. Then they won't have to feel like they're restricting. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So what is the biggest fit or not fitness myth, but nutrition myth that you think that most people believe that they shouldn't? Um, I think there's two that kind of go together and it's one is, uh, people think they need to restrict carbs, um, all together, like take them out of everything and keto is like a big one now. And, um, the other is that, oh, it needs to be low fat because fat has more calories. And 
I shouldn't be eating all these calories or fat's going to make me fat. So I think those two, and they've kind of been around for a while now. And I just think that they're getting more and more, um, a thing where people are just like, I don't know, should I have that? You know, peanut butter has fat in it or, um, this has carbohydrates. I shouldn't have this, but it's really about the timing and how much, you yeah, know? So then we're just going to like all eat chicken only all the time. Yeah. And then get bored and go back to, (laughs) yeah. Can you imagine? (laughs) Yeah. So demonizing, uh, macros Mm -hmm. is yeah, a horrible thing. So, and I feel like keto, uh, I feel like CrossFit's partially responsible for keto because they like jumped on that mm-hmm. a long time ago. And then like everybody in CrossFit had to be keto for a long time. And then they realized that they hate their life because carbs make you feel good when you're working out. Yes. Uh huh. And like it's what you need, right? Mm-hmm. To fuel your workouts. So do you feel like that's something that you're always coaching people on? Like, hey, you have to eat some carbs yeah. if you're going to be working out. Yes, because I also think the biggest thing people do is they're either all or nothing kind of thing. So they think, Mm. oh, well, for me to see results, then I need to just take something completely out to see these results or it's easier too. yeah, yeah. Like Mm -hmm. when you simplify it like that and you're like, I'll never eat a carb again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll just lose weight. Exactly. Yeah. And sure. You'll see some weight loss and everything. (laughs) Because you won't be able to figure out what to eat. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) But then like you said, how are you going to feel? Is it something you can sustain? Probably not. Yeah. Exactly. And it's all about a sustainable lifestyle. Like people want to see three months into the future, Mm -hmm. right? They're like, I'm going to lose weight over three months Mm -hmm. and then I'll feel great and whatever. But then it's like, what are you going to do after that? Yeah, exactly. And it's a whole lifestyle that you have to sustain because whatever diet got you to lose all the weight you wanted to lose in three months is not something you're going to be able to do. No, definitely not. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that for sure. Yeah. So you feel like it's more about like the small changes Mm -hmm. like over time. Yeah. Because people can build off of that, like I said, and kind of start to develop things on their own. And that's why I like to provide people with not just a meal plan that's like chicken, broccoli, and rice. It's an actual recipe that it might even be something like um, nachos, for instance, but it's a healthier version. Yeah, it's actually good. Yeah. So people look forward to it and they actually will continue to make this rather than the plain, you know, chicken, rice, broccoli. Then you get so tired of that. It's like, unless you're doing like a bodybuilding show or something, sure. But yeah. Yeah. We said there's no place for diet. That's probably like bodybuilding shows. You have to diet. Mm -hmm. That's a place for it. Yeah. Maybe if you have a wedding, whatever, but then Mm -hmm. you still got to like figure out the lifestyle afterwards. Right. Right. Cause you see so many people just blow up after their wedding. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. No, it's true. (laughs) It's what happens. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or after any, honestly, any diet, like people Mm -hmm. just blow up after a diet, unless it's a sustained lifestyle that they figured out. And I feel like people do the same thing with working out. You know, if they go on like whatever, um, I don't know. I think it's like the hard, 30 something. I don't know. There's like all these like challenges that people do, right? Mm -hmm. Like people do a fitness challenge and it's like extremely hard and they stay dedicated to it for like 40 days. And Mm -hmm. they're like, I hate, I hate that. Like I'm not going to do it anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. But it's the same thing with working out. Like you got to find something that you can keep doing for the rest of your life. And that's why I think these fitness classes are cool. Like orange theory, CrossFit, whatever, because people make friends, they can keep going Mm -hmm. and you know, it becomes part of their lifestyle. That's who they are now. Definitely. And it really has to become who you are. Yeah. no, I agree with that for sure. You got to start identifying as it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So what do you identify as? What is your like fitness thing? What are you into? So I, um, try to go and take some orange theory classes. Like this morning I took one in between teaching classes there. Um, I do love it because like I said, it's very versatile. There's a bunch of different things that you're doing each day and it's really for anybody. I mean, you could be a power walker all the way to a runner. Um, we've got rowers that are great for anybody. Um, the weight rooms got all kinds of different, uh, equipment like BOSUs and TRX and dumbbells and things like that. 
Um, but then also at Bullman's where I train, I'll sometimes do like a strength workout on my own, whether it's just like lower body focus or upper body or maybe even total body. Um, so it really just depends on my day and my schedule of where I can kind of fit it in. But I also love to run long distance. I've done four half marathons now and want to continue to do those uh, when I can. So. Okay, cool. Do you feel like an F runner strength train? Huh? Do you think that enough runners strength train? Uh, probably not. I think they mostly focus on the running aspect of it and don't really build the muscle that they should. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge thing. So, and strength training has been shown to reduce running injury risk a lot. Uh huh. Yeah, definitely. So I think a lot more people need to do that too. Oh, for sure. But so is running your favorite thing or training? I'd probably say training. You like training more? I think the running thing is more, um, like on a Saturday, for instance, I like to just go and run like 10 miles or something. Cause it's more of like a stress relief type of thing and kind of just can be in my own head. I don't even need music or anything. Um, so I just like to go and run, but for the training part, I think same kind of thing there, but I, it's usually only in an hour or something that I can get something done. So it's kind of just more about building muscle and staying healthy and, um, keeping everything working right. Yeah. Well, it's really important to do both. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay, cool. So let's, uh, wrap it up with some rapid fire questions. So what is your favorite place to eat in Knoxville? That one's tough. I like a lot of places to eat. Um, I live downtown. So, um, a lot of those downtown restaurants like Amelia's is a good one. Ooh, I haven't been there yet. Uh, Knox I've Mason. I love to, um, any of those ones that are like real home cooking, kind of like from scratch. Um, cause I love to cook. So Amelia's is like from scratch Italian. Right? Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've heard that one's really good. I haven't been there yet. What is Knox Mason like? Uh, same kind of thing. It's the same owner, but, oh, okay. um, more it like, Italian? no, it's more Southern style. Oh, okay. Um, but it's all like from scratch kind of stuff too. Yeah. I've heard that one's awesome too. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then what's your favorite way to stay active in Knoxville? Um, I would say probably taking orange theory or going on the run. Um, okay. We have a lot of good, what's your favorite place to run in Knoxville? Uh, downtown usually. Cause I can just leave right outside of my house oh, okay. and yeah. just kind of run around, um, nail and drive and all that. It's just real pretty by the water. And, um, I go to Lakeshore park sometimes too and run. Oh, so. yeah, we have so many good greenways and stuff. Yeah. And if you're on Neyland drive, you can hook up with like the beer and greenway and go yes. all the way to orange there. If yeah, you exactly. To. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> you like go right up to coach. Yeah. So, and then last one, if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? Hmm. Probably all the time in the world. I don't even know. Um, because oh, I just feel like, time? yeah, because I feel like I have so many things I want to do and accomplish in a day, but it's like, there's only so much time you have and you still need to sleep. So I think infinite time would definitely be mine. Oh, wow. So like the ability to expand time. So you're like, all right, from three to four today, I'm going to have eight hours to work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That would be awesome. I haven't even heard that one yet. <laughs> wow. Cause I don't think there's any, is there any superheroes that have that? I don't think you got so. that from, you just made that up. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I think that's the best one, especially for entrepreneurs. Yes. Cause you never have that. time to do anything. Uh huh. Yeah. That's awesome. So Crystal Goodman influencing and impacting people's lives with nutrition, coaching, everything. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> but you're going to be making a huge impact with the nutrition, right? Yep. That's my, goal. all right. Expanding and conquering. Awesome. Well, this has been another episode of the active Knoxville podcast and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the active Knoxville podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, take a moment to leave us a five-star review. If you really want to help us reach more people with this information, take a screenshot and share it to your Instagram stories. Tag us at Active Knoxville and we will repost it. See you guys next time.